Well, I want to welcome all of our campuses. I want to welcome those that are joining us at the South Shore campus right now, Gulf Coast Online, here at Little Creek, and again, all the men and women at the Orleans Justice Center. I want to welcome you guys to week one of our new series called It's Christmas. Come on, can we just welcome all those that are joining us right now? So excited to have everyone. I have a confession to make. You guys ready? I love Christmas. I love everything about it. Matter of fact, we started playing Christmas music two weeks before Thanksgiving this year. I'm just telling you, I mean, we just started rolling. We put it on direct TV. I mean, we had just had it all throughout the house. I love Christmas. I love the music. I love the lights. I, I, I love the food. I, I love the food. <laughs> By the way, next week I'll start wearing sweaters. Can I have a witness in God's house? I, you won't know how much weight I'm gaining. You won't know. I really love it. I love the fact that we get together. I love, I love preaching during this time of the year. I love the weather. I, I just, I, I, I love it. There's something so powerful about Christmas. Matter of fact, I love giving gifts. I, I really do. I, I'm a gift giver. I enjoy it. I have a Romans 12 gift of giving. It's one of the motivational gifts that Paul talks about in the scripture. And, and, and matter of fact, when I, when I give somebody a gift, I will say that there's a caveat attached to that. When I do give somebody a gift, I, I know this is a little bit of a thing in me. Maybe it's not good, but I just do it anyway. When I give somebody a gift, I want them to open it right there. <laughs> like if I give them a gift and say, oh, here's this gift, and they go, oh, thank you. You know, they walk away. No, 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 no. <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Why is that? Because I, I like to see their expression on their face. I like to see that sense of joy. Did you know God's a gift giver? He is a gift giver. Matter of fact, the very first Christmas was when, 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 when the frankincense, when the, when the three kings. Matter of fact, I, I, I remember as a young boy in sixth grade, I, I, we had a Christmas play, and I was, I was one of the magi. And, and, and when, they, when they came and they, and they brought three gifts, you guys ready? Here it is. It was what? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The three wise men. Very first Christmas. I thought about this. What if it wasn't three wise men? What if it was three wise women? Think the gifts would have been different? I'm just asking. Don't judge me. I'm just asking. Let me just tell you a little bit of difference. If it was three wise women and not three wise men, number one, they would have stopped and asked for directions. Men, we don't ask for directions. We know exactly where we're going, even when we don't. Why don't you stop and ask directions? Absolutely not. I know where I'm going. Number two, if it was three wise women and not three wise men, they would have, well, they would have helped deliver the baby. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. There. They'd, have, they'd have got involved. If it was three wise women, not three wise men, they would have cleaned the stable. They would have brought practical gifts. They would have made a meal. There would have been peace on earth. Come on. You know exactly what I'm How many of y'all love ladies? Come on. Let's just honor the ladies. We honor you women. We honor all of you ladies. We know you make life go around. It's amazing. I want to talk to you today about it's Christmas and a gift that God gives us. It is a gift. It is a gift. 
It's the gift of laughter. It's a gift that affects you spiritually, emotionally, and physiologically. It is a gift. It is a gift from God to the human race. I want to talk to you today about it's Christmas, so, so laugh. One of the wonderful things about Christmas is the joy, the laughter, and how, how laughter impacts us, how it impacts our minds, how it impacts our souls, how it impacts our bodies, physiologically. I'm going to show you today that, 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 that laughter, it's, it's not a one-dimensional thing. It's a three-dimensional thing, spirit, soul, and body. It is a gift from God for us. It's a very, very powerful thing. I wrote some things about laughter down, the importance of laughter. Jimmy Evans, the great pastor in Amarillo, Texas, he now lives in Dallas, marriage today. He said this, one of the clearest signs of a healthy marriage and marriage that will last is if a couple is laughing and having fun together. Laughing. It's a sign of a good marriage. The great theologian Charlie Chaplin said, <laughs> just seeing if you're awake, it's the early service. Here's what he said, a day without laughter is a day that's wasted. Another great theologian, Mark Twain, said the human race has one really effective weapon, and that is laughter. The wisest man that ever lived apart from Christ said this in the book of Proverbs, and we quote it all the time. And I wonder if we just should read it slowly to understand the full impact of these words. Listen to what Solomon said in Proverbs. Here, here's what he said. He says, a merry, a happy heart does good like what? Say it, medicine. Do we really believe that? Like medicine. In other words, a happy heart, a life that laughs, a life that's filled with joy. So, so in other words, laughter, the Bible says this. We believe all the Bible's inspired by God, the Old Testament, the New Testament. God says, laughter. It's good for the soul like medicine. Wow. Well, if it's that good, I want to make sure that I'm partaking in it. If it's that powerful, modern research and studies time and again are validating the truth about laughter. It's healing balm to both the soul and the body. Listen to this. I wrote down, it's proven that laughter lowers blood pressure, reduces signs of stress, it reduces stress levels. It improves your cardiac health. It boosts your immune systems. It fights off sicknesses. It releases endorphins, those neurotransmitters that helps that healthy chemical. Uh, an endorphin is that makes you feel better. It releases that stuff. It, it's amazing. It makes you feel good. Doctors have found that people that laugh much have a better outlook on life and fight disease better, and they tend to live longer. Laughter's not a small thing. It's not a side issue. You ought to laugh. No, the Bible says it's good like medicine. That's what I love about Christmas. Matter of fact, I think some of the things that we do during this time, I don't think that they should be just for a six-week period of time. We ought to incorporate them into our lives and carry them throughout the year. And one of these gifts that God has given the human race is laughter. Now, what is laughter? It's a physical overflow of a heart that's filled with joy. Now, let me make some qualifications. There is laughter that a believer does. There, the laughter, let me say this, there is circumstantial joy. There's circumstantial laughter where, 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 where I'm laughing because things are funny. But for the believer, when circumstances are not good, when things are not funny, they should still have a heart filled with joy that responds with laughter. 
See, we are, not, we are not restricted to just laughing at funny things, but the joy of the Lord is our strength, whether the things are funny or not. Now, I like funny things, right? I like funny things. I like making jokes. Sometimes I go too far. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm almost 50. What happens when you're 50 is you can say whatever you want. You just don't care anymore. Isn't that right? I'm joking. But see, for the believer in Jesus, listen, I love funny things. and I love, I love clean, funny things, right? English slapstick humor. I love stuff like that. Faulty Towers. Y'all remember that? Remember, there's only 12 episodes. It was awesome. I used to watch them all that. They're funny stuff. I like funny stuff. And it makes the soul laugh. And it's, and, it's, and it's good to laugh in response to funny things. But I believe for the believer in Christ, we can laugh and we can feel a sense of joy, whether things circumstantially are lining up in our favor or not. It's a difference. Yeah, there's a big difference. Why? Why do we stop laughing? If laughter's so good, if it's so healthy to our spirit, if it's healthy to our soul, if it's healthy to our body, why do we stop laughing? By the way, you want to hear the statistic? Children, children laugh on average 150 times a day. Adults, 15. What's the difference? Do you remember, of course, I've got four children and, and one seven and one almost 20, 21, so I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I've been in this for years. And you, do you remember the little two-year-old? You know, you, you get the two-year-old, you know, you're, you're hiding behind a lamp, you know, and you just tell, you're like, nah, and they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. It's funny, isn't that right? It's just they think it's the funniest thing in the world. You were behind a lamp, you step out of a lamp, behind a lamp, and you just, and you're kind of surprised with that. Ah, it's just so funny. But, but what happens is uh, when you're 18 or 28 or 38, it's not funny. <laughs> There's a sense of jadedness that comes into the soul as we get older. There's a hardness. We go through things in life. Things don't work out. There's disappointments. There's irritation. There's conflict in relationships. And it's just not funny anymore, Pastor. And yet, laughter is good for the soul. It's good for the soul. It's, you, know, you know why I try to have fun in church and I try to make laugh? Because you know what? It makes the medicine even actually go down better at times. And the reality is, is that why do we stop laughing? Why? Maybe it's disappointment in life. You had these expectations. Things were going to work out the way you thought, but they didn't. And so now there's this disappointment in yourself, disappointment in a relationship, maybe a disappointment in God. So we don't laugh as much. You know, the holidays are an interesting time. For some people, it's exciting. For some people, it can be painful because maybe it's the first time, and maybe for some of you, it's the first time that you're experiencing the holidays without that special loved one because they've gone on to eternity. Matter of fact, I know some people that actually avoid a couple weeks during the holidays because it, it, it is that painful. So I'm, I'm not in any way trying to reduce the fact that I know some people are experiencing pain. I know life can be painful. My goal as a pastor is for help, help you to address the past appropriately, appropriately grieve that loss, but to move you into what God has for you, to not leave you there, but to bring you where God wants to bring you. How I many you know God loves us where he found us, but he doesn't want us to stay there? Does that make sense? Well, the reality is in our lives, we go through things. Listen, I, I, I go through things. People ask me, Pastor, you're always positive. You're always optimistic. Do you ever go through stuff? Sure I do. Of course I do. We had a tough fall in our house, a tough fall. I, 
I, and some of you know this story. I, I got a call from my daughter. She was interning at a church, writing small group lessons in Charlotte, North Carolina. She got in this wreck. She's in the ambulance. When a, when a paramedic calls you, how I many know that's a big deal? That's a big deal. And, you, and your daughter's got blood down her face, and she's got staples in her head. She got in a wreck on the interstate. It wasn't her fault. She got hit from behind and then hit by, it's just all over the place. And, and then we, we ended up moving her to a different university that was closer to home. And then you got to deal with the car stuff. And you got the car's total. What are we going to get this? Well, it's insurance. And I'm not sure. Is it told? And all, then you go back and forth and all that. Then, two weeks after that, my wife, in, in the beginning of August, has an operation, major deal here. So, so, so she has an operation. My daughter's got this head thing. She had a concussion, right? And uh, that, that, that's all that. And then two weeks after that, my wife wakes up one morning. She's blind in one eye. She has a detached retina. You know, and I'm like, geez, what happened? I said, honey, what happened? She goes, you rolled over the night too hard. I don't know. I mean, it's just... A... So she's got this detached retina. She's still recovering from this. And then, and then two weeks after that, my, my daughter starts driving in a new car that she's got, a different Honda that she has. And she gets in a wreck with my wife and my other little daughter. And she snaps her arm in half. She has to have immediate surgery. And by the way, I've got other children too. <laughs> Does that make sense? And, and I pass through a church, and I've got my own situation, my own things that I'm walking through. So I get it. I get when you're like, Pastor, I'm not sure about this laughter deal. I want to do anything but laugh. And then you open the Bible, and you read a scripture like this where Paul the Apostle, 1 Thessalonians, it says something like this. 1 Thessalonians, pull that up for me. It says, always be joyful. And you're like, who wrote that? Paul, yeah. Well, he didn't have kids. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> Always be joyful. Well, hang on. I get it. I know what it's like. We all go through that. Little irritations, disappointments. You have a bummer week. You have things that go wrong. And yet, the Bible is telling us that we're to be joyful, to be happy, independent of our environment. Independent of our circumstance. How is that possible? Is it possible? Is it really possible? Because, I mean, I'm only happy when things are going well. Or I'm only happy when things are funny on TV or funny in culture. Funny. The difference is we do not feel happiness and joy based upon tabulating positive information that goes through our mind down into our heart. Joy starts not on the outside getting in. Joy starts on the inside getting out for the believer. See, joy, see, laughter is the facial release of an inward heart of joy. Matter of fact, joy is a gift from the Holy Spirit in the heart of man. Look what it says in the Bible, in Galatians. Watch this. So joy, where does it come from? But the fruit, the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life is love and what? Say it. So for the believer in Christ, I, listen, if I'm a Christian, listen, I want good circumstances. Don't misunderstand me. I want things to go well. I want professionally things to go well for me. And a lot of times they do. I want personally things. I don't want any more wrecks. I don't want any stuff like that. I don't want sickness. I don't want any of that. But, but if that comes, I'm not relegated to the doldrums and the despondency and the depressions. Why? Because joy for me and laughter for me doesn't start on the outside. It starts on the inside. Inside, it's an evidence of God's spirit in your heart. 
It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Wow. It's a different starting point. Culture starts, I'm happy because of this, and it works this way. The believer, I'm happy because of this, and it works that way. It's a difference. That's why Paul the Apostle, he's in jail, and, it was, and, and, and everybody's in jail. He's like, hey, y'all crazy. I hear singing. What are y'all doing over there? And Paul the Apostle, he and Silas, they're worshiping God. Why? Because they serve a great God and they're honoring God. And let me tell you, they're in, their circumstances were not good. And that's why I so love you men and women that are joining us right now. You can worship God independent of where you are because joy for the believer starts on the inside. How many of y'all are grateful for that? Isn't that powerful? It's a Christian, the Holy Spirit on the inside. Oh, it's a choice. Everybody say it's a choice. Do we release the power of God on the inside or do we cap it? It's a choice. It's a choice of what you focus on. Do you focus on your environment? Do you focus on the negative? Or do you focus on the powerful, positive presence of Almighty God on the inside of you? There was a research project that was done by David Myers. He wrote a book called The Pursuit of Happiness. And he did a research and he discovered that over the past 17 years, there have been 80,000 research projects done on depression in the United States. Listen to this, depression, which some of those are right and appropriate, and we need to study the physiological, the emotional, and where does depression come from. But then he did an interesting evaluation, and he found that there's only been 400 studies on joy. What's the point? The point is we can all focus on one thing. Why not focus on what does it take to get that? How do we experience that? How is the believer? See, it's all about our focus. Let me tell you something, because there's all kind of stuff around us that's unhappy. There's all kind of things around our lives, personally, professionally, in church, out of church, in culture, around culture, in our country, outside our country, and on and on and on. But what are we focusing on? That's what I love about Christmas. Because it's, it's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like we get to this moment where everything else around us, it kind of quiets down a little bit. And there's this, this heightened sense of, okay, let's, let's focus on some good things. Well, there was a group of people in the Bible, in the Christmas story, the very first group that got the message and the message was a good news message. And the message was a message of joy. And I'm going to tell you, they were, they were everyday people, common people, just going through the rituals and the routines, and they're driving to work on the causeway, and they're coming home. And they're doing this. And it was very mundane, but God broke into their world with a message. The message. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to Luke. I'm going to talk to you just for a few moments about the shepherds. How do we break out of a mundane life into a life of true joy, of true happiness, of true laughter? I want to give you three things that the shepherds did here. It's always interesting uh, during a Christmas series uh, because pastors, you know, I mean, how do you say and rephrase the story? How many ways can you talk about it? But I, I, I do believe this year there's some some added things that I want to talk to you about. Because I believe that it's not only the season that, that, that we should incorporate these things during four or five or six weeks. But I believe the truths here we should take all year long. All year long. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. The angels or the shepherds were outside of Bethlehem. I've been to Israel a number of times. and 
where Bethlehem is. It's the city where Christ was, was born, of course. Mary and Joseph came down. Long story why they came down, but they came down to Jerusalem. They were, they were in Nazareth, the Galilean region. They came down and and, and, and there was a census, and they came down there, and, and, and so there was the, the, the baby, baby, the baby Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was, 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 was born in a manger in Bethlehem. Right outside of that, there were some shepherds in the field, and it's so amazing how God chose that group, by the way, that group. He didn't choose to reveal the message to the king, but it was shepherds. Listen to what it, listen to what the Bible says in Luke chapter two verse ten. But the angels, the angels said to them, to the shepherds, "Do not be afraid." Everybody say, "Fear not." They were freaked out. Here it is: they're in the field and they're shepping. That's what shepherds do. And they're shepping. They're taking care of sheep. They're just kind of out there shepping. And how are you doing, Shep? I'm pretty good, Shep. And so they're all shepping. And all of a sudden, this light shines, and the angel of the Lord. How many you know when angels show up? There's a tendency to be scared. <laughs> I don't know why they're scared. Let one show up on your bed, bedside today and say, hello, Tim. I bet you they would say, do not be afraid. Fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Fear not. And they then give them a message. And here's the message. They said this. They said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Everybody say, good news. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Notice, God gave them a message, but the message was not just for them. It was for all people. In other words, it's a, it's a message of joy. It's good news. It's a good news message. You know, it's interesting when you, oh, the Bible's divided in the Old and New Testament, right? Old Testament, and then it, there's about 400 what's called silent years in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the first four books of the New Testament, and they're called the what? Anybody know they're called the Gospels? Anybody know what the Greek word gospel means? It actually means Good news. Isn't that interesting that the Bible, the very first four books of the New Testament are called the good news? How many know there's a lot of bad news out there? (laughs) It's a lot of bad news. And I'm not picking on any news out there. There's just a lot of bad news. And there's a lot of opportunity for us to see the bad news and to hear about the bad news. You walk into work, and, and you're excited, and, and, and uh, you're all fired up, and you had a good time in your Bible that morning, and God's speaking to you in the Holy Spirit, and it's powerful, and you've been praying, and you've been doing the life journal, and you're in an other side group. It's January, and you're fired up, and you walk in, and somebody tells you, oh, yeah, we're going to be bombed today. What? From where? Are you kidding me? Or you get somebody else that says, what? Oh, my God. And, and look, and these things are really happening. And it's coming to you. I, matter of fact, I remember as a boy a long time ago in the early 30s, <laughs> we had to actually walk out and get a paper. How many of y'all remember that? Come on, all the ancient people. Do you remember what a paper was? Anybody was a paper boy or paper girl? Anybody? Remember you ride your little bike, you go out there at 3.30 in the morning, you remember that? You throw it everything. Oh, sorry, that was too hard. You remember that? All, all the young people, you don't remember this. You, we used to actually go out and you would get a paper. It was awesome and you'd, you'd read the paper. Now you, 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 you have an iPhone and it's your alarm. And when you turn the alarm off, news flashes up, and it attacks you, and it abuses you, and it accosts you, and it's bad, 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 bad. Are y'all with me? There's lots of bad news out there. 
Lots of bad news. That's why this was so revolutionary. It's good news. Everybody say good news. I am a glutton for good news. You ever had somebody call you on the phone, you know, and, you're, and, 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 they, and, they, and they say, the very first thing they say is, I've got, I've got good news. Talk to me, baby. <laughs> give it to me. I need it. Give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. That's what the shepherds got that day. They got good news. Good news. I think the number one step of walking in true joy and true happiness is where is our focus? Is it on all the bad news around? I'm not somebody, you know, nothing is happening in culture. Nothing is bad. I'm not putting my head in the sand, but I'm telling you this. I want to make sure that I'm putting more of my focus on the good news than the bad news. Come on, are you all with me or not? Number one, if you want to live in true joy, choose to hear the good news. Number two, if you want to walk in true, true joy, joy comes to you when you do what God says. It really does. See, see, joy, happiness, laughter. Again, you could see a funny show. Somebody can fall down and slip or funniest videos or, you know, they're riding a bike, they don't see it, and they fall into a pool, and they didn't realize. I mean, it's, ah, it's, it's, it's fun, it's awesome, but that's over. But true joy. True happiness. True laughter. What is laughter? It's the physiological response to a heart that's welling up with joy. True joy, it's not momentary, but it continues as we do what God says. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 15, And when the angel had left them and went into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem. What did the shepherds say? The shepherds said, There's a baby coming. A baby's going to be born. A baby's born. Hey, it's, it's, this baby's going to change the world. And, and, the shepherd, and, the, and the angels were declaring, and they were declaring in the heavens, good news, good news, good news. And so, so what did the shepherds do? Watch this. Don't miss this. This is so important. It's not just good news. If you want your joy to continue, it's not just what you hear. It's what you do. It's what you do. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go find this baby. This is amazing. This is the Christ child. It's, this baby's going to change the world. And they told us to go. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Who's going to watch the sheep? Don't worry about it. <laughs> let, let somebody else handle it. Let's go. Let's go. When the angel had left them and went to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Why did they go? Because they believed what God had spoken through the angels, and they went to Bethlehem. They could have chosen to ignore the call and spent the rest of their lives wondering. They could have questioned the angels and said, I don't know if this is true. How many believers hear a promise from God? That's why I love that song. Wasn't that worship song so powerful today? It's a promise from God, and God wants to break walls down, and God wants to do great things. It's an anthem. It's, 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 it's a resounding sense of God is great. God can do anything. And you hear that, you read it in the Bible, you hear some preachers say it, you're listening to some worship thing, and it comes to you, and you've got a choice. You've got a choice to believe it or not. You've got a choice, what are you going to do with that? Or, 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 because I'm going to tell you something, I wonder. The Bible doesn't say this. I wonder if all the shepherds went. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Maybe half of them, maybe some of them said, I don't believe it. I'm staying right here. You ever thought of that before? 
I mean, my gosh, you get thousands of people in a church, and I'm preaching the word, and they hear Why, why is it someone grabs it, and the other one goes, eh, that's not sure. He's saying that because, you know, Steve, I don't know. God's word comes to you, you read the promise, you're like, yeah, but that was just, yeah, and that was for them, but not for me. That was for Israel, not for me. Why is that? Why is that? If you want your joy to continue, let me tell you something. Number one, it's not just hearing. Not just believing, but it's obeying. It's obeying. Oh, yeah, God. Oh, man. And let me tell you, it's so awesome when you obey God. And, and let me tell you something. The moment they set their foot towards that stable, the moment they set their side, by the way, it was a walk. It was a little bit of a journey. It wasn't like, camels, let's go. Let's do this thing. And there's always that in-between phase when God speaks and before you see what God says, but you obey. Are you all with me? you got to talk back just a little bit. It's a Sunday morning. Talk to me. <laughs> There's always that face. It's like, and you know, the enemy starts lying during that time, right? Well, you know, when you get there, I bet you it doesn't happen the way you thought. Oh, when you get there, I'm sure. No, so, so you're walking. Here it is. Well, you know, they told me to do this. And, you know, God told me this. And in the Bible, and, and I'm supposed to apologize because the Bible talks about forgive. And, and, and so I'm going to do the forgiveness thing. And I'm going to write the email. I'm going to make the call. And, and, so, and I'm going to go have the coffee appointment. But what if they don't forgive me? And, and what if they're not there? Or what if they hold up signs outside of Starbucks? You're a fool. Why didn't you come? And, and, and so there's always that apprehension of the heart. But I'm going to tell you something, there's nothing greater, nothing greater, no more satisfaction in the heart of a man or a woman of God that obeys God and sees God come through. Man, it's powerful. Man, it's powerful. They invited somebody to church, they came, and their lives were transformed. They said they were sorry, even if that other person doesn't respond. But you walk away as a, as a man or a woman of God that has obeyed God. They prayed the prayer, you prayed the prayer, you saw God do the thing. Why is it, let me just say this, why is it that we somehow as Christians, I'll never forget this. I got saved 30 years ago. I got saved right when I was turning 19 years old. I'll never forget this. Somebody told me this. You just watch. Watch what? You'll, 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 I mean, you're excited now, that's a good thing. But you just watch over the years. I mean, you'll love God, you'll go to heaven, but you know, you go through things, and you just cut, and your enthusiasm will wane. Really? And that'll kind of be mean and brittle like you? <laughs> hey, do you remember when you got saved, how exciting it was to obey God? You'd pray big prayers, crazy prayers, you go to New Orleans, God, I need a parking spot. Pastor said I could pray anything in the name of Jesus, you got to add that in there in the name of Jesus. You know, and you go and you drive around and boom, there's a spot right there, right? And you're like, this is amazing. There is God. <laughs> but then you kind of mature a little bit. You quit praying those prayers because you're sophisticated and God's after all. You know, remember, why, why, why? I don't ever want to get sophisticated where I am afraid to pray big prayers and believe big things and obey God in a big way because it's amazing. It's awesome. This word joy, this is joy. It continues, and God did it, and God said it, and God's doing it. Oh, this is awesome. God, deliver me. Deliver me from brittleness. Deliver me, God, from that. Shepherds, we're going to say it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is going to be amazing. We're the first. We got the best seats. Courtside, baby. 
Let me give you number three and then we'll close. Y'all learn anything today? Somebody said, Pastor, you've really been preaching lately. I'm like, well, I feel like i got to wake y'all up. But here we go. <laughs> Number three, joy multiplies. All right, we'll finish with this. Joy multiplies. I want my joy. I want my happiness. I want my laughter to multiply. I want it to multiply. By the way, everybody can tell when I'm not joyful. They can tell. It's on my face. My wife comes up to me. What's wrong with you? What do you mean what's wrong? Why are you asking that? Well, it's obvious. I'm happy. Inform your face, Steve. I'm your pastor, hush. No, I don't say that. That doesn't work. That, that's not good. Don't say that. That's not good. <clears throat> you get kicked out your church. But anyway, so my face shows. I, want, I, I don't want my face to go that way. I want my face to go this way. I want my joy to multiply. And the way to multiply your joy, the way to multiply your happiness, the way to multiply laughter is you've got to give it away. Joy multiplies when you choose to tell someone else you got to tell somebody else. Luke 2, 17, I'll close with this. When they had seen him, they saw the baby Jesus. They spread the word concerning what was told, about them to the, what was told them about this child. They went out and immediately told everyone. Psalms 107, 22, with joy, they should tell what he has done. With joy, tell, God, tell, tell others what God has done in your life. And you spread the joy. That's why it's so exciting when you tell people and find the little things. Let me tell you what God did in my life. Let me tell you, every time you tell somebody, listen to what God has done in my life, and you tell somebody else, let me tell you, that produces faith in them. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you tell them, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Let me tell you what God's done in my life. Let me tell you, and find the little things, and you start declaring it. And let me tell you what God's done in my life. Man, it's awesome, and God's touched my life, and Jesus has done this in my life. And what happens is, let me tell you, when you give it away, joy begets joy. Happiness begets, it, bo it begets, it, 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 it births that. It, it, it gives it away. You know how this is, even in a natural sense, with a smile. When you smile, yeah, let, me, let me give you an example. You're walking down the road. If you're walking down a sidewalk, and, you, and you're just walking, just try this, all right? And you're walking, and somebody's walking, and you go, watch this, don't miss this, and you go like that. You, you smile. They, if they are in the realm of normal, what they're going to do back is they're going to go, they're going to go. Are, are you all with me? Now, if you go... If you go and you're walking by and you're like, they're going to do the same thing. Because people don't make themselves vulnerable unless you make yourself vulnerable. And a smile is vulnerability. Are you with me? It's kind of like when you're driving, you know what I'm saying? You're driving and you see somebody like, and they're like, and they're like, you pass them twice, you know, you kind of do it again. And they're like, don't pass them three times. I mean, I'm getting off the road if I pass them three times. It gets weird at that point. That's the weird level. You know what I'm talking about? Two times cool level, three times weird level. My point is, my point, that's funny. I don't care what you say. That was funny. I made that up. My point is, that's how joy works. When you give it away, you kind of get it back. And you give it away. And you get it back. Yeah. So I want it to multiply in my life. 
So do something good for somebody. Smile. You're sowing a seed. Let me tell you, do something good for somebody. Buy somebody's meal in a restaurant. You want to freak somebody out? Just do, hey, hey, man, it's Merry Christmas Day. Whoa, you're at Starbucks. Hey, whoa, I just wanted to bless you. I just want to pay for that. Whoa, that's just so cool. What are you doing? You're giving things away. You're, you're giving joy away. You're giving love away. You're planting seeds. It's something that feels so good on the inside when you give it away. It feels so good. Hey, I got to tell you all something. Last night, we have Saturday night service, Saturday at 5 o'clock service, which is the, it's the best service of the week. <laughs> Jesus, every once a month, shows up physically in for I'm joking. <laughs> Trying to get people Saturday night. But listen to me. I, somebody texted me all right, last night. They texted me last night. Pastor, you're not going to believe this. I can't confirm this, but let me tell you what happened. I was in this restaurant, and somebody paid for every single person in the whole restaurant. Now, that's a new one. That's like, a, there's a level, so that's another level. And, you, and, and listen, listen to what they said. And this is what they said. I wonder if they were just at service. <laughs> Let me just ask, whatever restaurant y'all going to, if you're going to plan on doing that, just kind of text me beforehand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is that a wrong motive? Is that, is that like auto-suggestion? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody say, you got to give it away. We, we have an opportunity this January, I'll get real practical, to give it away in a big way. To give away the joy of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the presence of God. When we do this series called The Other Side, it is, I'm just telling you, it's a, it's, it's a series, it's five weeks. And here's how easy this is. It's about overcoming obstacles. You talk about the easiest series to ever invite anybody in the history of our church to. Somebody doesn't know God. Hey man, my church is doing a series, time out. It's about how to overcome obstacles. Anything in your life that you're trying to overcome? Yeah, that's it. I want to I just say three things. I'm going to close. Number one, I'm asking you as your pastor, would you consider, please stay with me. i got more, two minutes. I'm going to let you go. I'm asking you as your pastor, would you consider, would you consider at all of our campuses, would you consider, number one, hosting a group? Three different groups of people. Number one, those of you that are leading groups already or hosting groups, please stay in the game. Okay, please stay in the game. Pastor Danny's going to tell you how to get equipped and whatever. It's so This is the easiest one we've ever done. Okay? Number two, those of you that were hosting groups before, but you, for whatever reason, maybe have pulled back different life phases. I get it. I'm asking you, would you step forward just for five weeks? It's five weeks, then it's over. You don't have to continue. It's just five weeks. Somebody will come to something for five weeks, too, by the way. To a home, to a business, they'll come for five weeks. So those of you that were hosting before and, 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 you're, and, you're, and you're not in the, I'm asking you, would you consider stepping out and hosting again? Number three, the third group is this. Those of you that have never done it before. I cannot tell you the testimonies from people that have told me, say, you know, Pastor, I was kind of nervous and apprehensive, and I didn't know what my friend's going to think, and... We invite him to my home, and I, I watched the videos that you did for 15 minutes, and then I, I had some curriculum and these books, and, and, and I tell you, and then it was just, it was really a lot better than I thought. Would you consider? What if every person in our church knew three or four people and said, look, I'm going to host, and just for five weeks, I'm to, I, I believe this. I believe it would be the greatest giveaway of joy that our community's ever seen. There'd be an explosion of joy. 
explosion of the presence of God. How many of y'all, listen, how many of y'all are believing God for the greatest community series we've ever done? Come on, anybody in here? I'm believing God for that. I'm believing God. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask everybody to stand.